the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. We have a primary in Ohio coming up, and it is a lonely feeling when you get in the voting booth and you look at names and you think, I don't know anything about these people. So it's our mission here on the Bruce Hooley Show to help you know the people that you'll be voting for. And if you're in District 61, a newly created House district, one of the people you have the option of voting for is Beth Lear. She is running for the Republican nomination in District 61. And Beth, since District 61 is new, it's the old District 68. Why don't you tell us what areas, first of all, you're hoping to represent. Thanks, Bruce, for having me on and for allowing the voters to get some information that, yes, you're right, we desperately need because this is such a situation with an August 2nd primary. The 61st district is a little different. It's still in Delaware County, but it's not all of Knox any longer. It's just the western side of Knox. In fact, it's nine townships does not include Mount Vernon or anything to the east of there, Fredericktown, um, Centerburg, and then the Delaware County portion lost Kingston Township but gained Orange Township. So we have six townships in Delaware, nine in Knox, and that's the 61st House District. Very good. And so that encompasses a lot of the Olentangy School District and some other districts. And Olentangy is a growing district. And we've talked here on the show before about some of the issues that I perceive that are going on in the Olentangy School District uh, with, uh, you know, a lot of the woke ideology out there. But, uh, you know, for me, if I'm a voter in that district, I want someone who's been there a while, someone who knows the district, someone who's familiar. Give us a little bit of your background, why you think you're qualified to represent the district. Thank you for asking that, too, because... I grew up in that area. Um, My brother lives in the house uh, where we were raised, and the back of the lane is now Ikea. I have watched things change in Delaware County, um, so much so that when I went to Olentangy and graduated from there, it was only one building, K-12, through on Hmm. Shanahan Road. So I have seen it grow and change. We actually chose to move into the Big Walnut School District because it was more like the Olentangy District I grew up in. And I do have great concerns for what's going on, not just at Olentangy, but in schools overall across the country. And my job will be to deal with Ohio schools, and I think I'm qualified for that because for more than 15 years I have specialized in education policy and analysis trying to help legislators understand that we're moving more and more towards indoctrination with outcome-based education, with Common Core, with the new social-emotional learning and this whole child ideology that it's the school's job to raise the kids and they push the parents to the side. It's a huge problem. The job for schools is to educate the next generation and to teach them how to think, not what to think, and we need to refocus on academics, not everything else. And that is going to be one of my biggest goals as a legislator. 
Beth Lear is our guest. She is running for the Republican nomination to represent District 61. And you can find out more about Beth on her very comprehensive website, BethLear.com. Beth, L-E-A-R, BethLear.com. You've got quite a background. You served in the military. Uh, you have served in a lot of different, uh, you know, I would, I would say public offices, kind of, sort of. But, I mean, public things that concern public life, but you're not a career politician. This is not like a stepping stone thing for you. Tell me why you decided to run. Well, because I understand it, I think is the biggest reason. And and people ask me if I would run because I've been involved from the outside working on trying to get legislators to understand why what they do is very important. And the more they do, the more trouble they cause. So from education to Second Amendment to labor issues to taxes, um, I've had the chance uh, from the outside to work on these problems with them. And there's still too many people who run for office because they want to be somebody and not because they want to actually make a difference. So I'm running because I have two grandkids. I want a nation that's free for them, that is like what I grew up uh, experiencing. So I think it's really important that we have people who have experience and knowledge who run for office, and it's not a ladder climbing exercise for them. It's an opportunity to serve their community. And, and I've been doing that my entire life since I graduated from college, and I want to keep doing that because I think the people deserve a voice instead of someone who's handpicked by the party bosses. Beth Lear is our guest. Again, she's running for District 61 to represent you in the Ohio House. She's in the Republican primary August the 2nd, and you can go to her website, BethLear.com, to find out more about her. Beth is a veteran. She served in the Air Force. She served in the Ohio Air National Guard as well. Uh, as I said, she served in sort of a public way in ter- or for, for the public office. She was an international and congressional liaison at the Pentagon in the early 90s. She was a legislative aide in the Ohio House. She's worked for the Buckeye Institute uh, and a lot of other things. She's been involved with charter schools and the health care freedom uh, movement. And uh, I really like your background. So for somebody who's been kind of uh, in public office, what have you seen over the? Not in public office, but I mean around people in public office. The, so you're in a support role. You're in a monitoring role. You're in an advocacy role. So, what have you seen over the years in all those different places that you've served that you feel like uh, you can speak to as an elected representative that our elected representatives now or our appointed representatives now are not speaking to? Well, primarily the corruption. And you see it at all levels. I mean, we call D.C. the swamp for a reason, but Columbus really isn't any different. There's so much money in politics. And it's very difficult for a lot of these folks to say no to people who give them a ton of money. I've raised my money from people who live primarily in the district to run for this race. But when you have construction unions and lobbyists who are donating, uh, it becomes hard not to follow what they want you to do. And that's a lot of what I've seen in government. Um, The construction unions are just a big example of that. Um, In a Republican-dominated state, we can't get right to work. We can't get prevailing wage reform or repeal. We can't get repeal. We can't even get reform. We can't get 
a state that says no to project labor agreements, which is a requirement that unions only work on public projects. And how is that the case when that happens in, we've got it in Michigan, they have right to work. We've got it in West Virginia. We have it in Kentucky. Indiana has reformed their labor laws. That is a microcosm of the problem. The more money that comes in from these special interest groups, the less the politicians pay attention to the people in their district and the people of Ohio. And that needs to change, or we're not going to be able to compete with our neighbors. And Ohio has struggled to do that for decades. The August primary is coming up, August the 2nd. You have the opportunity to vote for Beth Lear if you're in District 61, which is Fredericktown and some of the Olentangy School District. Uh, Beth can be uh, vetted on her website, BethLear.com. One of the things I love about your background is that uh, you served with Relationships Under Construction, which is really a great organization to help uh, public school students develop healthy relationships. Uh, You've been involved with charter schools, and I think you're part of the new uh, building endeavor for Columbus Classical Academy or Heart of Ohio Classical Academy. Am I right on that? Tell me what you think education. You you talked about it a little bit, but uh, is it possible for us to correct public education, given how far we've swung to the left? Well, we have to have legislators who are willing to back their or to push back against their own party, because we have funded through budgets um, this social emotional learning and the whole child. And all of that is, is what a lot of people refer to as the woke indoctrination. It includes the ideas of uh, CRT, and it includes a lot of sexually inappropriate material that have been has been pushed uh, by, you know, Planned Parenthood and others. Um, but yes, I was very privileged to be asked to join the board of what will be the first Hillsdale Charter School in the Central Ohio area. We are working hard to find a location. We're working hard to try to raise um, foundational money uh, to get it up and going, hopefully by the fall of next year. Classical education is what we need because it focuses on setting up citizens of virtue who learn how to think. It includes study of history and math and cursive and some Latin, things like this that kids are not getting today because they're so focused on Um, what is in the news and how do children feel and how can we train you up to be little social justice warriors. That is not the job of a public education system. And I believe if we have enough legislators who really care about the kids, we can push for fundamental reform to go back to an academic foundation and a funding system like a backpack bill where kids will be able to take their state dollars and go to the school of their choice, public, private, charter, home, any of the above, all of the above should be options for our kids. Beth, I appreciate your time today and uh, really applaud you for stepping out of your comfort zone and your uh, normal life to uh, seek uh, office in what is not uh, a normal life. But uh, I really applaud you doing that. And I'm a big fan of your background, your record, and I wish you a tremendous success on August 2nd in the primary. Bruce, thank you so much for your time. And everybody out there, please remember to vote August 2nd. We need you to make a difference in Ohio. One of the reasons to look forward to a Republican wave 
in the midterm elections is because we will get a Republican House that then is in charge of oversight, which means a lot of congressional hearings. And I can think of two things that will make very, very interesting hearings, far more interesting than the January 6th nonsense that they've tried, like everything, to make interesting. The only problem is the American voter uh, does not find compelling a trial that is pretty much exactly like a trial would be conducted in the Soviet Union or any other place where they do not have the constitutional protections that we have here, like cross-examining witnesses. So, should we get a Republican majority in the House, which I think we will, uh, we will get hearings where one of the star witnesses will be uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci. Now, Anthony Fauci uh, does not really understand why he would be called before Congress to testify about, what, no, uh, whether he used his position to fund research that led to the development of the COVID-19 virus, which leaked from a lab that he was funding. But here is Anthony Fauci on CNN when he's asked by one of the talking heads who's desperately trying to keep his job by asking questions that a real journalist would answer. Uh, Now that Jeff Zucker has been fired from CNN and they have um, paused, at least, their uh, efforts to just be pure, unadulterated Democratic activists. Uh, Here's John Brennan asking Anthony Fauci about what may lie ahead for him not so much if, but when Republicans take over the House of Representatives. Yes, which is politics. I know one of your least favorite subjects here. Uh, Senator Rand Paul, a Republican, uh, and some Republicans are talking about what they might do if they retake the House or the Senate in the fall. Senator Rand Paul says of the Republicans, if they retake the House, one way or another, if we are in the majority, we will subpoena his, your records, and he will testify in the Senate under oath. Uh, your reaction to Rand Paul and others saying they're going to investigate you if they take power? Well, there's there's no reason to do that. But if they want to go ahead, my records are an open book. They are talking about things that are really bizarre, John, like crimes against democracy by shutting down the government. All I have ever done and go back and look at everything I've ever done was to recommend common sense, good CDC recommended public health policies that have saved millions of lives. If you want to investigate for me for that, go ahead. So I have a question. Was it a common sense, good CDC recommended public health policy when Anthony Fauci said masks wouldn't help? Or was it a recommended common sense, good CDC recommended public health policy when he said they would help? Or was it a Recommended common sense, good CDC recommended public health policy when he said you should wear two masks. (laughs) I can't keep track. I can't keep track. See, this is why we need hearings in Washington, D.C. Now, uh, John Brennan did not ask about the uh, obvious and documented uh, diminished learning of America's high school students who were not allowed to go to school because of things that Anthony Fauci recommended or insisted upon, but thankfully, and much to my surprise, there is an editor at Newsweek, uh, Batya Ungar Sargon, 
who uh, had Anthony Fauci on a Zoom call, and she put that question to him. And I would play it for you if I didn't just axe out of it on my screen by trying to highlight it. So uh, this, of course, is something that you've probably experienced, too, with your kids, right? You uh, notice that they're learning, particularly kids who are in the inner city, uh, very, very clear, very, very clearly documented that kids in the inner city suffered greatly because they didn't go to school and they got out of the habit of going to school. And a lot of times they're not monitored and not forced to go to school. And so they definitely not just plateaued, but plummeted in their learning during the pandemic. Uh, here is Batya Ungar Sarkhan uh, talking with Anthony Fauci. And you're going to hear him yesterday. And then you're going to hear after he talks yesterday uh, what he said in October of 2020, which, of course, he denies yesterday that he ever said. I wonder if you would recommend locking down schools if you had to do it all over again. Well, you know, again, it's uh, first of all, I didn't recommend locking anything down. You're, you, you're asking me questions. You're talking about the CDC is the public health agency uh-huh. that uses their epidemiologists and their science based approach to make recommendations. It, it was a decision to make a recommendation to the president. It wasn't my decision that I could implement. And when it became clear that when we had um, community spread in the country with a few cases of community spread, this was way before there was a major explosion like we saw in the Northeastern corridor driven by New York City metropolitan area. I recommended to the president that we shut the country down. I wonder mm. if you would recommend... No, we heard it the first time. We don't need to hear it again. We know this little guy is a liar. We know that he... Uh, has selective memory. We know that the schools would not have been locked down if he wasn't in the ear of then President Donald Trump every single day saying, You got to shut this down. You got to shut that down. You got to close it down. You can't let him go to school. You got to wear a mask. So, do you know what an elite is? I was thinking about this today, and I'm going to be speaking about this tonight at the uh, 1776ers gathering in New Albany. Looking forward to meeting all of them. An elite is someone who is spared the consequences of their actions. That is an elite. You don't ha- we often think of the rich being elite, or you have to be rich to be elite. You don't have to be rich to be elite. If you are spared the consequences of your actions, you are an elite. Antifa, they are an elite. They are spared the consequences of their actions. Black Lives Matter, an elite. They are spared the consequences of their actions. Anthony Fauci is an elite. He has spared the consequences of his actions. Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, they are spared the consequences of their actions. That's why Fauci's so nervous about Republicans gaining control of the House or the Senate, because he knows that he will be called upon. I really think it will be a moot point at that juncture, because he will almost certainly resign The deadline for him to get out of office is not when Joe Biden's no longer president. It's before the Republicans take control of either side of Congress. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.